0: People, people don't post on their Instagram feed, you know, when they're stuck in the office at two o'clock in the morning, stuffing press packs, but yeah. they certainly put their photos up when they're at the Monaco Grand Prix, um, you know, having a beer and uh, watching the Formula One. So right. it looks like it's this amazing, super yeah. glamorous job that you just hang out with footballers and fly around on private yeah. jets, hang out in hospitality and there is a little bit of that and that's why people are that's excited about like it. It. this much <laughs> a tiny bit yeah and there's a lot of hard work everyone that-
1: and welcome back to the sporting level podcast today i'm here with dan Parr. and
0: dan first of all thanks thanks for taking the time how's everything going uh it's all good thanks for having me ole it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here um the yeah, uk is a little bit cooler than portugal at the moment but uh we're looking forward to the summer <laughs> right
1: i mean like i think we're all looking forward to to, to summer but uh I, I must admit it's it's not all of the days here in portugal that is equally nice being a norwegian used to winter <laughs> but it, it's all good but uh thanks thanks for taking the time and uh, it's a pleasure having you here obviously and uh, excited to share a little bit about your story uh you know your journey in the industry a little bit what you guys are working on at in sport education and of course uh some some tips and advice that you have but before we you know get all the way there um why don't you why don't you share a little bit about like how your journey in the sports here began? take take us a little bit to true how it all started
0: yeah okay um well i suppose like a lot of people who work in the industry I, i i've always enjoyed participating and playing sport and that was always an important part of my childhood and school days and um you know when i went to university i didn't really know um what i wanted to do um i studied uh, zoology as a degree because i had a passion for the natural world and animals which i still have but i didn't really have a, a, a a clear vision of what i wanted to do right but i i then sort of thought the idea of working in sport would be pretty cool um, you know, this was sort of late 90s, so the sports industry was growing pretty quickly, becoming more commercial. Um, and I was very fortunate; I, I was able, through some, some contacts, to get a bit of work experience with a small sports marketing agency that was based in uh, in the UK. I was at a university up in uh, Edinburgh in Scotland, and they did quite a lot of work around rugby. So I would help these guys out. Um, when Scotland were playing r- rugby matches at Murrayfield and I would get a few friends from university and we'd go and help, you know, hand out sort of free kit and stuff at, at, the, yeah. at the matches. Yeah. And then in the summer holidays, I'd go to their to office and I'd, and I'd do a bit of work experience, which, you know, was pretty menial stuff, um, but it meant I was involved in the, in the business and, and starting to build a bit of uh, understanding of what the industry was actually like and then when i finished university though it was in 1999 and the rugby world cup was taking place in the uk actually in wales um in 99 and uh i'd managed to get a role uh working up for the media accreditation service uh, in cardiff at the rugby world cup which was pretty cool you know i was a bit i'm a big rugby fan and so we were staying in a in an apartment in central Cardiff and all the rugby was going on around us and we were sort of getting to meet a lot of the players and the and the sort of officials and the media Crazy. and stuff um and then I actually bumped into one of the guys that I'd worked with previously doing the work experience and it was an amazing um sort of uh, uh, uh coming together of, of 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 good luck and fortune they were looking to open an office in Edinburgh. I had lived in Edinburgh. I knew my rugby. I had a relationship with, the, with that organisation. So very quickly, that it was it was a chance for me to, to join the, that sort of new uh, fledgling business um, in Edinburgh. So you know, I I was very fortunate, right? I mean, it's a tough industry to to to, get, to break into, as we all know, um, yeah. and it's got harder to get into as it's become more popular and as it's become bigger and it's become more global but uh i i yeah i i believe you make a bit of your own luck but you've also gotta just hope that you do get a bit of good fortune and for me it was meeting the right people at the right time and the right opportunity and i was prepared to to um to move and, and 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 join the business and uh and that's how i got going so in you know 1999 2000 i i was started working as a you know, junior account executive uh, for a, a business up in Scotland. And then that sort of led on to to other, to other things um, over the years.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's, uh, it's a really important point. And I think as well, what you were talking upon, it, it is a challenging industry. And i mean, like, you got to, you know, build, build your own luck a little bit. But I think it's just you know it's it's a factor of you know if you don't put yourself out there if you don't kind of like you know open up those doors and and are willing to you know take go into those doors you know it uh, it, it is part of the process right so it's kind of like just building your own luck in a sense true yeah I, no, I, and I
0: think it's um it's it's a sort of underrated and underutilized uh, aspect really and. You know, People it, say it's, it's competitive. There's people out there that are always trying to, you know, you've got to use whatever you have to your advantage, right? Oh, yeah. and you are problems. not going to get a phone call out of the blue. Somebody offering you an amazing job in sport. It's just not going to happen. No, that's, that, so, that's the least thing that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So you have to use, you know, connectivity and networks. And, you know, here we are in 2022. We've got brilliant platforms like Sporting and we have, LinkedIn and social media, and you can connect with people pretty easily. You know, in 1999,
1: there was no <laughs> Facebook,
0: there was no social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to write letters and put it in the post, right? And phone people, and it was pretty old-fashioned. <laughs> um, but even you know now, some people are good at it, and it, but it does still surprise me. You know, I've met groups of students, and we've done a lot through InSport with different groups of people and individuals that are keen to get into the industry. Yeah, and some young men and women are are brilliant. They're straight onto LinkedIn. They're getting in touch. They're asking questions, right? And most people I think in the industry of sport will help if they can. And we've been able to connect a few people up with some opportunities. We've been able to provide a little bit of mentoring, provide a bit of advice. You know, a couple of guys, one young man, you know, approached me the other day that we'd done some work with. He was applying for a job with one of the big agencies. I know a couple of people at that agency, so I could put in a good word for him. And you know, that helped a little bit and that's easy for me to do. He's a good guy. I want to help. We're happy people are happy to do that, but it still surprises me how many people don't do it. I don't, I've met lots and lots of people who have not approached me. Haven't even connected on LinkedIn. I think that it's an opportunity missed, right? And whether that's they're embarrassed or whether they're just unsure or whether they haven't, they've forgotten. or or what but i think it's really important that you have to every single person if you're trying to get a start in the in the business of sport every person you meet who might be helpful um you need to connect with them and you need to try and build some sort of relationship some people won't respond and they won't be helpful some people will be amazing right and it might be that one person that opens the door for you that that gives you an opportunity that Makes an introduction that sends you a job description, so you've just got to try every single, you know, opportunity and 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 uh, an angle that you possibly can.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you actually, you know, touched upon this in a sense too, because I think it's a very critical part. And I always try to, you know, talk about this when I when I speak for, you know, young students and professionals too. It's like if you don't go out there, you know, and put yourself out there, nothing is going to happen. You know, yeah. and, and the easiest way to start is, you know, go utilize, you know, again, like we were having, you know, presentations for, uh, you know, our university partners with, with some, uh, leading organizations. And I told them like, you know, you literally had like an hour sharing for some of the best people in the industry, like utilize it, you know, like take yeah. advantage of it to, to start building, you know, because, and I think it's a, a little bit lack of, you know, knowledge of course a little bit lack of like the steps that you have to take and then there's always going to be those that are you know extremely you know eager and just wants to do everything they can to, to go in and and so it's just the more we i think we can educate people in a sense to like learn the steps and and help them i think the the better it is and with that i think it's a perfect way to kind of like segue it into like you know obviously you know what you guys are doing today because obviously you're working at InSport Education. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about, you know, what this company is all about, what it offers, what you guys are doing.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I spent 20 years in sports marketing and then I moved uh, to work for, for InSport Education and InSport is like a business school for, for people trying to to start and build a career in the sports sector. Um, we provide uh, applied, real world um, learning and educational uh, experiences, content courses that really help uh, people understand the business of sport in a very practical, real life way. So all of our educational content is delivered by experts from across the world of sport, people from football clubs, from teams, leagues, federations, agencies, brands, the people that are really, working in this in the industry uh, at, at the moment so that means that all our learning really helps improve employability so for those that participate there's a real understanding of how knowledge and skills they might have applied they might have developed from a university course or from other more academic learning mm-hmm. but how that can be applied to the industry I think there's like a lot of a lot of industries there's a there's quite a big disconnect between what you learn in the classroom, and what actually happens in the real world. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and really, you only start to properly understand sports business when you're working in the sports business, right? because it just doesn't follow all the normal rules that you might read about in a textbook.
1: Right. It also
0: changes very, very quickly. And you know a lot of areas that we, we provide more, I suppose, not executive level, but a little bit more uh, advanced learning uh, for people who've been in the sector for a little bit longer or those that might want to specialize, you know, we, we look at things like sustainability in sport, private equity investment in sport, mm-hmm. um, governance of women's sport. Uh, and we're planning a a course for later this year about uh, Web 3.0 and crypto, NFTs, blockchain and those sorts yep. of things. Now, you know, no one had even heard of an NFT two years ago. I mean you know no one had even heard of a DAO a year ago and suddenly right. these things are you know they're changing the world of sport and it and and, and the industry changes is very very dynamic and it changes very very quickly so we're able to to build pretty quickly uh learning experiences and and courses that that provide you know requ- re- requires um information and insight on on topics that individuals might not have learned about at university yeah. or they might not know anything about if you're in the sports industry so we're, we're able to react quite quickly we're able to to provide learning on really topical interesting dynamic uh issues and, and and areas of the industry right um and ultimately we're about yeah we're about helping people connect with the with the industry helping people connect with our speakers with their peers uh, and, and our sort of overarching mission is to really accelerate people's careers and that's whether yeah. you're a student trying to break into the industry, whether you're a career starter that might want to specialise in a particular part of the of, of sport or whether you're somebody that's been in the sports industry for 10, 15, 20 years but wants to find out more about sustainability and then you can come and participate in some of our programming and really start to get your teeth into that particular uh, issue. So yeah, it's you know it, it, we see ourselves as a as a sort of modern uh, uh, contemporary learning and education provider for 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 an industry that's evolving really really quickly. Right. And uh, to go a little bit deeper, though,
1: obviously you know you're the you're the commercial director, and just talk a little bit about you know some of your responsibilities, some of the you know tasks that you're having at a and I guess in a sense in a daily
0: daily basis. Yeah. Business. Um. It's pretty broad. So I'm the commercial director. I mean, the business is owned by a specialist venture capital firm that has that has funded the organisation. Um, you know, we're two or three years old, so we're not startup, but we're still you know early stage and we're still growing. So my role is is pretty broad, really. Everything from uh, designing and, and developing the particular courses and the content. It's engaging our speakers and 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 the faculty. Uh, it's driving the sales and marketing function. also looking at it from a business point of view and you know are are we revenue generating are we efficient are we a a business that is investable um it's also looking at fundraising you know how are we going to get more fundraising into the business so that we can grow and evolve at the rate that we want um but also like all small businesses you know it's all the big fun stuff but it's (laughs) also having to do some of the nitty-gritty which is okay i've got to write some of the LinkedIn posts, or put something out on social media, or make sure that we've booked a room for this meeting. Yeah. So it's pretty broad, right? Um, and which which means every day is different. Um, you know, most of it is is good fun. Uh, some of it is not that great, but that's every job that you come into, right? Okay. There's always bits you'll know. A lot of it is great. There's bits that you think, oh. Not particularly looking forward to you know going through the you know the, the PL and doing all the numbers and all the rest of it but it's uh it's a fascinating business to be part of and it's it's fascinating to be involved in still involved in sport which ultimately is the industry I know and yeah. the industry that I uh I love being part of but to come at it from a slightly different angle from that education angle and I sort of think you know we talked about how my career started but there was no real educational learning i mean you just learn as you went along yeah. you sort of yeah, had to yeah. you know you just had to try and learn so i would i would love to have had a, a facility like insport education when i when when i and my peers were starting where you could actually learn in a slightly more formalized way but in a very practical way yeah uh, tips and and and, uh, and 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 information and insights that you could go right okay I'll take that information and I can use that tomorrow when I'm doing this particular task or on this particular yeah. project so yeah yeah it's it's great to be to be part of the industry and, and doing something in a, a slightly different area
1: absolutely and i mean like i think I think it's important here what you uh you know talked about as well there's there's a lot of fun stuff in the industry, but there's also things that has to be done that it's that is not as fun but yeah. but it's all it's all part of you know the journey right and I think people you know sometimes they always uh, very easily it's it's very easy to kind of see like oh yeah I'm I'm going to work in the Sporting industry I'm going to you know stand on the stand next to Cristiano Ronaldo on the field <laughs> pretty much yeah. you know, and, and kind of like you know they see you see the glamour and the you know all, all the good stuff right and there's a lot of a lot of good stuff there there's a lot of ways to be involved but you have to understand as well that that you know in order to to do that and whatever role you have you know there's still like you know, we all have to contribute, you know, we're, we're never too big for, for any task. And, uh, so it's part of, part of being part of, uh, you know, small industry in, in a sense as well. And, uh, and, uh, you know, building, building your way up. So yeah, I
0: look, I, 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 it, I think it's an important point, right? It, you, you have to be, you have to show the humility and, the, and the enthusiasm to, 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 to get involved and to, exactly. to work hard. Um, There's some great opportunities and there's some great experiences and and amazing things that you get to do working in sport. Um, But, yeah, you've also got to do the the hard yards. I mean, people people don't post on their Instagram feed, you know, when they're stuck in the office at two o'clock in the morning, stuffing press packs. But they certainly put their photos up when they're at the Monaco Grand Prix um you know having a beer and uh watching the formula one so right. it looks like it's this amazing super yeah. glamorous job that you just hang out with footballers and fly around on private yeah. jets hang out in hospitality and there is a little bit of that and that's why people right. are that's, excited that's about this much <laughs> a tiny bit yeah and there's a lot of hard work that goes into that but um you know there's a there's a big engine behind the world of sport uh you know it's a massive massive industry and it's growing you know, I uh, still growing at a at a at a huge rate. I mean, despite yeah. the in spite of the pandemic, it, you know, sport has shown itself to be very very resilient industry um, and growing worldwide at a pretty impressive rate and and, and looks set to do that, which throws out a lot of opportunity from an employment point of view and all sorts of different aspects of the industry that um, that provide opportunity for employment. So it's it's a very exciting place to be.
1: So, so Liza, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, pandemic, you know, a little bit what happened and uh, a little bit about like, you know, obviously you guys kind of, you know, working in the sports education field, you know, to, so at least to a certain degree. And how would you say, I guess, the demands of, of the industry has changed and particularly, you know, after the pandemic, I mean, like I was going to talk a little bit about some key trends and topics that you see as, you know, really key moving forward, but like, what, what, what are some of the, I guess the demands that have been changing after the pandemic, that you see. Um,
0: yeah, look, I mean, I think we, we can, we can, I can answer that question in sort of two ways, right? The yeah. the, 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 the industry went underwent this huge sort of disruption um, by the, the which which was brought around by the pandemic and. By and large, sport has got back to pretty much where it was before that. We have crowds, we have right. you know matches, we have events. We've got yep. women's Euros, we've got yep. tennis tour All that stuff is back. Yeah, but it, it it certainly changed um, a number of things around the around the industry. I think it it highlighted the importance of digital and social media and creativity and content, being able to work with assets in a more creative way. Uh, I think it showed the appetite for fans to be a bit closer and more involved with teams. And, you know, suddenly football clubs had no player had no fans in their stadia, they had no way of engaging with, with with fans really, um, and they weren't playing any matches. So for a lot of brands and a lot of clubs, really the only way they could do that was through digital and social. And suddenly teams were opening up a little bit, players were sharing a bit more content, um, you know, people were much more uh there seemed to be much more access to a sort of world that had been very much shut off pre-pandemic. And people love that. People love seeing Jurgen Klopp dancing after winning the Premier League. People love seeing, you know, how are how a, you know, athletes staying fit at home in the pandemic? Because it was a glimpse behind the curtain. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah. We, you know, yeah. we're going to see a little bit of this private world that we haven't seen before. And I think that's a really interesting one that um you know that uh, that 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 will that will change uh, mm-hmm. and will stay, and there's there's a lot of use that can be made out of that. Right, so right. that I think is a, is a, is a key one from our point of view, from an in sport education point of view. Yep. um, we were in a situation where you know we'd started as a in, in two thousand uh and uh, 19 as a as a business that delivered in-person experiences that changed pretty significantly right so it was a big shift to online um and the, the, the pandemic has definitely changed attitudes to learning you know there's a greater uh acceptance of online learning uh there's a greater appetite for more applied learning know, how do i find a way into the industry quicker maybe university isn't right for me because it's quite long time it's quite expensive it might not get me the job i want at the end i'll come out with student debt either are there other routes into you know into the industry yeah um so you know there's there's a few things around the pandemic that had actually been relatively positive for us in terms of our approach to learning and our and our business model right um but yeah there's still you know big big changes that came about from the yeah. from, from the pandemic
1: Oh, 100%. And I mean, like, if you wanted to, then, I mean, like, you you talked about, like, you know, some of the, uh, I guess, trends and topics that have come up. And if you wanted to, like, I guess the way, you know, you guys have been working, the way, you know, you've been seeing and being part of this now, like, what what are some, you know, topics that you see as a staple now for any, you know, future sport professional out there, you know, taking taking that next step, what are some of the things that they should kind of keep an eye out for yeah um
0: that there's the industry as i said has has evolved so quickly and and is, is and is you know is a complicated business right i mean i sort of think if you look at a lot of industries a lot of businesses they pretty much have one single thing that they do if you run a shoe factory you've just got to make shoes as quickly as efficiently as you can if you run a football club You've got a media business, you've got an operations business, you've got a retail business, you've got a venue, you know, it's massively complex, right? So there's all sorts of things swirling around. But I think um, some of these topics we've touched a bit on already, I think sustainability in sport, you know, people are already asking questions about, you know, how sustainable is it in terms of buildings and Either financial sustainability of sport and what does that financial model look like? So I think an understanding of the finances of sport is, is pretty key. Yep. The world of of uh, you know cryptos, NFTs, um, uh, decentralized organizations—you know that is going to grow, and that is again is changing how how people are looking at sport um, content. We've touched upon. I mean, digital and social media. You know, I remember early days you know you made a facebook page that was it that was your digital strategy now your digital strategy is the first thing that you know that, that you have to lead with if you're working with organizations so i mean you know a, a, an understanding and a and a capability in digital and social media is is not a nice to have that's a fundamental right. you know you you, you you have to have that yeah um and 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 i also think uh, uh you know an understanding of the of the of the relationship between fans and sport you know that has changed significantly in recent times i think the pandemic almost strengthened that relationship but how how do you build meaningful lasting relationships with fans through sport not just for 90 minutes when they're you know watching a game of football and then they disappear off but you know how do you build communities how do you make people feel involved um and that, that ability to really make it a much longer, uh, more uh, worthwhile relationship from both sides, mm-hmm. I think, is a really fascinating part of where this is going. People want um, to be part of communities. They want to be part of organisations where there are other opportunities, it's not just about the sport or the, the match, but there's other things that they can be part of. And I think that's a really exciting aspect
1: of it as well. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, like, there's, there, there's always things coming up. I mean, like, you, you never know what comes tomorrow, in a sense, you know, in this industry. There's always always something new changing, changing the game. And that's part of, like, a very fast-growing and very, you know, innovative industry. A lot of things, you know, uh, evolves. And I wanted to sort of, like, wrap up here as we're about to run out of time. And if you could sort of, like, I guess, in a sense, just very shortly here, kind of you know, highlight some key tips that you have for students looking to get their foot in the door. We talked a lot about a lot about different kind of things here. And I think there's some valuable key points that, that they should highlight. But if there's some final tips that you would like to to provide them here at the end.
0: Um, no, I, I, I think I think you you've just got to explore every opportunity. You have to be prepared to put yourself out there. You've got to be prepared for a bit of rejection but you've got to really build your network. Uh, You know, I would say, get involved with sporting, get on LinkedIn, get into digital and social media. I would also say, come and look at InSport and some of the content that we have, but look out, you know, there's lots of areas where you can build your skills, your capability, Um, you know, stay on top of what's happening in the industry. You know, there's, there's a huge amount of information that comes out on a daily basis, some fantastic newsletters you know, that, that, that you get delivered to your inbox every day that can tell you everything that's happening in the sports industry. So you need to be up to date on what's happening. And I think you've just got to be persistent. You've got to be persistent. You've got to be enthusiastic. You've got to be prepared to uh, work hard and use all the, the, the opportunities you have at your disposal. Right? Use the contacts. Use the relationships. If you meet somebody, follow up um, because you just never know when that opportunity is is, is coming. Uh, and yeah, you've you've you know you've got to pursue lots of different angles. There's no point saying I'm going to apply for one job at this agency or one job at that football yeah. club. You can't. And you've got to be prepared to compromise a bit. It might be well, actually, I'm going to go and work. For this organization to build up my experience of it and then i can go and do what i really want to do and i can go and work in football i can go and work in media or i can go and work in community or whatever it might be but look at the breadth of the sports industry the, the vast array of opportunities that exist within it internationally and domestically in all sorts of different areas and find a way in and then when you're in then you can start to move where you want to go and look at different things, but all that time you're building up experience, uh, which as we all know, that's the hardest thing to do. But um, it's about, yeah, being persistent and, and just using every, every potential opportunity you have to build a relationship, improve your learning, understand the industry, uh, and just keep at it. But yeah, be persistent would probably be the, the key thing.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up, Dan. Uh, I would like to thank you so much for for taking the time, you know, for sharing your tips and insights with our community. And for those of you that stayed at all the way at the end, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well, to get weekly tips from leaders like Dan, you know, talking about their journey and tips in the industry, trends, all this cool stuff that is happening, you know, another way for you to keep growing your knowledge. And, uh, you know, as always, make sure to sign up at Sporting Global if you haven't already. Uh, It's free you know you can find jobs connect with the right kind of people find great courses and programs that are suitable for you so with that then thank you so much for taking the time and as a final final little thing i have to have to teach you a little bit norwegian it's like Go a last it. last challenge okay i'm up for it awesome so with every video we do we always finish with vi snakkes which means see you later in
0: norwegian so that's "vi the v- snokkes." There you go. Great job. <laughs> Pete Knockers, everyone. Seems thanks like very you. much, honey. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> Man, uh, thank you, I uh, look forward to watching the success of sporting over the, the forthcoming months and years. So thanks very much. Awesome. Likewise, Dan. Likewise. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye-bye.